Hi folks, welcome to Follow a Leader, a podcast focused on telling character-driven stories through the use of GMless tabletop games where we can all take the lead. You can find us on Twitter at FTLcast and at FTLcast.com. We also have a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash FTLcast. Today we're playing Noirlandia by Evan Rowland. For those of you who are new to this game, here are the basics. Noirlandia is a desperate hunt for truth in an unforgiving society. In each game, you'll create a unique city with its own distinct flavour of corruption. Your characters will fight for answers and question their principles. After roughly four hours, we'll see, you'll have either found the truth or lost your mind trying. Finding the answers doesn't mean you win. Dying doesn't mean you lose. The gears of the city will turn, apathetic to your efforts. It's not about justice, it's about what you're willing to give up to get it. I'm Jade, and you can find me on Twitter and most other places on the internet at Rose, and my pronouns are they, them. Playing with me today, we have Sam. Hi, I'm Sam. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at SAKalo, and you can find my portfolio website, newly updated for my user experience design Ooh. experience, at www.samkalo.art. And I use he, him pronouns. And we have Zach. Hello, my name is Zachary Fredrickson. I use he, him pronouns. You can find me on Twitter at Obfuscating God and for the music I make for the show and other things at IamBugBear.BandCamp.com. Our lines, which are things we absolutely do not want to see, are homophobia and transphobia, racism, sexism, anti-Semitism, violence against ch- children and animals, sexual assault, domestic violence or intimate partner violence, unwanted pregnancy, plagues and pandemics. And our veils, which are things we're fine with addressing but we'll just fade to black on, are steamy situations, graphic descriptions of bodily harm, and terminal illness. Now that we've got all that, let's get started. And the theme song plays. So, Noirlandia, being as it is, inspired as the name might suggest by Noir. Um, so, the first step of any Noir story, um, specifically this one, uh, is we have to establish some information about the city, which in theory will be like a character in the story itself. 
Mm. Uh, our first step is to figure out what the source of corruption, or not necessarily the source, but what our city is corrupted by. There are six options laid out in the text. There is technology, extravagance, deception, isolation, pride, and apathy. So if one of you gents wants to uh, roll a d6 and we'll see which one it is. I can do that. We got a four. Therefore, it is isolation. Mm. All right. Interesting. Interesting. A little bit um, timely. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Is it timely if it's already been like two and a bit years? Well, Mm. yes. Mm. It doesn't. (laughs) Unfortunately so. Um, (laughs) Well, that's something we'll keep in mind as we... Uh, establish some things about the city and answer some questions uh, they can be contemporary they can be from the distant past or the future sometimes it can be alien um, we've vaguely talked before we went on mic that we wanted it to be sort of mostly like reality but like maybe a little to the left mm-hmm. some weirdness i think that it is interesting so in the game that i played most recently we had established that there was an invading force that was occupying Sabriel's home. So, oh, not the most recent time you played Norlandia. The most recent game we played in this series. Yes, yes. Sorry, I was I was confused. No, sorry about that. Yes, no. The most recent game that I played in this series of games where we are taking AUs of AUs of AUs of AUs um, was that there was some there was an invading. Completely forgotten what we called them, of course, because, um, though I believe we did just call them, like, the Empire or something, so mm. we could incorporate that in some way. Sure. To have an occupying yeah. force. Well, the four questions we've got to answer, but maybe that's something to, like, keep spinning, is first off, how are the city's people unlike us? And I assume that means, like, the players. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do we want to have like magic and stuff? I want to say yes because Sabriel's whole deal is kind of deeply tied to his magic, or at least, um, I mean, in the sci-fi ones, it was you know, tech mm. stuff. But I know magical realism. I like that. Like that, there is. It might be highly controlled in this place in the same way, mm-hmm. like. If you think of, like, magic like money, like any kind of power source, some people have more of it than others. I think I just had an idea about the isolation that we'll get to in a little bit. Hell yeah. yeah. But, um, so we like sort of magic realism. There might be people that aren't altogether human, but for the most part, I think I like the idea, like, if you were walking down the street, you might assume this was a human city, a human city, but then you might realize like somebody's like not quite touching the floor, or you might see like a slightly different shaped ear. For the mm-hmm. most or you part, you might see someone could... who's like a little bit funky looking. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, you're good. You're you're just we're rolling. The ball is rolling. The ball is rolling uphill. Yeah. I'm so I'm gonna keep referencing it. <laughs> uh, shout out to Dimension Twenty. Shout out to Starstruck Odyssey. Let's let's get this Boulder Kings. I would mm-hmm. say, um, hmm, maybe yeah, maybe maybe not necessarily. There's like there's like elves and stuff, but like there is like a magic to the world. 
Like I'm thinking mm. like 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 little like spirits and creatures and such. Not necessarily that people that there's like a whole lot of different like species of people necessarily, but like you know, there's like fairies. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I feel that it's more like humanity, but touched by stuff rather yeah, than it being yeah. like yeah, full on fantasy fantasy film noir. More yeah. just like an influence yeah exactly mm-hmm. so it's it's more like uh you know extrapolating from like folklore and like oh uh, you know the fae type thing yeah 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 like, i'm yeah, imagining there's... like um in stardust like there's the mm. city of the town of wall and mm. just like <sighs> things yeah. do meet in mesh it's not there might be other places where it is full-on more magical mm-hmm. creatures but here it's just sort of like Magic has an influence. I love that comparison. Mm-hmm. And perhaps, perhaps that magic is is being kept away because we're being isolated. Ah. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, that's the third question. Uh, but what do the buildings mm-hmm. look like then in this place? We've if we want that sort of. So th- this game works on 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 uh, principles of ownership and consensus. Um, oh, who yeah. who would right. like to have ownership over the the like concepts of being touched by magic? I'll take that one. Hell yeah! Okay. So whenever we have a question or or something comes up about this like this magical influence that Jade is the one who mostly has final say. Like our consensus is still important, but yeah, Jade is the arbiter. <laughs> All right. Um. So somebody else, uh, not me. What do the buildings look like here? Because hmm. we know Zach's got an idea for the corruption. So, well, I, I, I unfortunately do also have an idea about the buildings, uh, but not a big one. I have been reading a lot of Dashiell Hammett's *The Continental Op*, which is a, a, a set of foundational texts in the uh, detective fiction genre, because I knew we were doing this, and I also like detective, detective fiction. But the kind of at a lot is a hard-boiled gumshoe who lives and works in San Francisco. Hmm. And there's a, there's a lot of, like, you know, you're, the kind of classic noir, you know, like New York noir is like, oh yeah, it's like raining all the time, it's dark out, it's very gloomy. There's also kind of like sun-drenched, like, Beach noir, uh, of like it's very bright out, but there's also ton like you know like Ellie Vice, Ellie Confidentiality. Yeah, I was gonna say like very like Miami Vice, but also um, a little bit Juno Steel, like the City of Mars. Yeah, oh, sure. but yeah, but I like that sort of, I like that flip of like it being like sun drenched and very bright. Yeah, I mm. like that a lot. Mm. Like lots of maybe glass and the brighter the lights are, the deeper the shadows. Yeah, mm. exactly. So, like lots of buildings that are very lightly because they like throw the light and things like that that's mm-hmm. i think that a lot of glass what about you sam mm-hmm. i really like that idea um i was kind of thinking of like chicago which is kind of a fun mix between raining a lot but also very sunny and bright when it is because of all the glass buildings mm-hmm. everywhere how about maybe like art deco for like the shapes like those very sort of angular things i'm thinking of like lots of glass lots of cool like strong shapes and silhouettes Kind of like Metropolis in the mm. in the Superman cartoon. Yeah, I just had a thought about how the setting is very, very similar, or like at least the like 
vibe of the world is very similar to the setting that me and August created for our coffee shop AU in like a completely different genre. Hell yeah, yes. Um and, and also the other reason why I was thinking like coastal is that our last mm-hmm. our last adventure had us do an island adventure. Uh, yeah, so like we're we've we've been connected to the ocean or the or the great expanse of space. So like yeah, having a having a having us end up on the coast somewhere uh, makes sense to me. Yeah, I also are we are like we on having Earth? we're on Earth. We're in the world. We're in the world. Okay, That's, cool. We're on, so we're, so on, we're kind we're of a, a planet. We're kind of a Phoenix Wright Japanifornia situation here. Yeah, you I think that's just said... mm-hmm. Whoosh. over my head, right over your head. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Eat your hamburgers, Apollo. <laughs> uh, why is there always something that other people on this podcast are referencing that I don't get? Where is Map? I miss Map. <laughs> it's not I'm stuck. It's Ace Attorney. I know some things. Uh, sorry. Um, I'll, I'll, wait, no, Map's I'll... into Ace Attorney. Damn. That's true. I'll pull. I'll pull it up. Uh, uh, uh-huh. for you it's pretty meantime. good. Yeah. Okay. It's a, it's a uh, but comment. who wants to? So we've got we've got our vibe. Who wants to take ownership of like the city and its architecture, and like infrastructure? I can do that. Actually, wait. I shouldn't do that. I don't have any experience of the West Coast. I know East Coast. None of us do. Okay. Why don't we make it East Coast instead? I I live in Arizona, uh, <laughs> which is next to the West Coast. Does that count as the West Coast? <laughs> no, of course. Well, not yet. Give it, give it, give it a few <laughs> years. That's a uh, horrifying notion. That's a horrifying. That's scary. <laughs> uh, um, if you're down for it, Sam, like, you've, Sam, you've got a great eye for like architecture, though, and things like I that. I do. Yeah, and, like space. Let me look at some. Yeah, I thank you. That's very kind of you to say. Um, yeah, I can take. I can take ownership of it. I just need to look at some pictures of. <laughs> coast now yeah but also like you're not obliged to do anything like there is a coastline it is sunny yeah it doesn't have Fair. to be i mean we could be like oh yeah here's and there's venice beach uh where people are, are are working out no that's not what i'm going for i'm looking for the general vibe of the architecture out there because it's different from the architecture on the east coast you should look yeah, you should look at sanford the and, the and the thing about california is that there's like four of them there's San Francisco and Los Angeles, which are like a hundred plus miles apart. Mm-hmm. It's California's too big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. While Sam looks up reference images to get inspired, uh, let's discuss about how the corruption took hold. And Zach, you said you had an idea. Yes. Uh, which is that probably once so to conspicuously and intentionally move away from human beings being isolated from one another. Which, whatever reason, like fictional reason, we come up, come up with it, could still feel like we're like um, working off of the sort of allegory of of uh, the times. Mm-hmm. I think instead it is that this city is being purposefully isolated from mm. magic, from the the Ooh. spirits of the land uh, and the sea, and 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 the spirits of of, of like you know whatever spirits there are. Whatever folkloric creatures there are, I like that a lot. Are being like uh, either rounded up and removed, or or like being driven away to make this a or, a, 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 or blocked. Yeah, to make this like a purely mundane 
and and non-magical world. They probably have their own word for it, other than mundane, like a word that's like that makes it that makes non-magical sound like a good thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trying to think of a non something like like neutrality or uh, or something or, like that. Um, I have I'm having. I- in in um in Pathfinder, there's a there's a culture called uh, uh, Rahadum, uh, which is ruled by the laws of mortality because they have conspicuous they have like uh, intentionally um, rejected the worship and veneration of gods, uh, which is not to say that they don't believe that gods exist. They say, "Hey, you're all monsters. Get away. You're you are not welcome here." Uh, so that could like something about mortality, uh, about like the or uh, I was I was thinking like the realist, like the realists uh, of like mm. this is all the, the land of fairy is a land of fiction and 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 falsehood, and we are we are creating a true reality that can't be broken by these bizarre you know extra dimensional creatures. How do we feel about maybe like riffing on on that, like something like riffing on the word empirical? Mm-hmm. Like, empirical sounds dumb, but like <laughs> imperialis or just some little tweak on it. Yeah, uh, the imper- like, like uh, the empiricists. I said that was a theological movement that actually existed, <laughs> but we can use it. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 kind of the same thing. Sorry, what are we trying to find the name of right now? Yeah, basically just sort of like the attitude of based what this invading force is effectively trying to bring to the city. Yeah. Mm. Like, uh, yeah, empiricism is a theory that states that knowledge comes only or primarily from sensory experience. Huh. We could just yank that name and not reference the the concept. <laughs> Our city now. Yeah, the, but though even even so, that concept of like. Yeah, these these things they can't be real. They're they're like making you're hallucinating that there's a, that there's magic here. Hmm. Either that mm. or uh, something like axiomatic, mm-hmm. like just sort of like boom, it's self evident. The axiomites. It's fascinating. I'm like listening and absorbing this and being like, wow, yeah, okay, sure, that that fits in with some of the stuff me and me and August established. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like probably in this. Whatever empire you were fighting against, this could be like the um, empiricism could be their like state, uh, like mm. belief system. Ah, cool. Yeah, that sounds like a smart idea. I like that. Yeah. So like it, it is like oh yeah, we're in this place that's ruled by this this group, uh, and this could be this could be a, like a, re- a fairly recent occupation even still, uh, and part of of being what being ruled by this group means is. Magic is like magic needs to go away. Mm-hmm. That is super interesting. So, um, in the previous game, we had there was a lot about magic, like them like trying to create ultra powerful mages. Mm-hmm. But what that could mean is that it could sort of be like funneling all of the magic into like a very specific group of people. Yeah, and everybody else therefore is deprived of it. Uh, and the rhetoric even could be that like. Like they could be saying, "Hey, yeah, this is, this is uh, dangerous and unnatural stuff that nobody should have access to, except maybe us when we need it." Yeah, yeah. But also, just I made I made the comment earlier, and I'll stand by it now. It's 
the hyper wealthy. It's just like, no, 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 no. We need all of the money. You don't <clears throat> need money is bad for you. You no. <laughs> money yes. is a corrupting influence. We <laughs> should have all of it. So yes. it does not affect you. We should have we should have all Once again, of it. we are critiquing uh, capitalism. <laughs> as we do every week because we're a bunch of commie fuckers. Uh, we should have all of it, and the way that it works when we do it is like much more exploitative and damaging to the world than when you use it. Yeah, uh, kids, remember seize the means of production, and that in this case, find magic. You know that's what we're saying here. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, the notion of like disenfranchising the people and just like, like you were saying, like the whole thing about isolating people away from what is their right? Everyone should have access to it. But this mm. force has come in just like, no, none for you, all for us. To keep yes. you safe. Mm. To keep you safe is a is a is a great slogan. Like that's like uh, mm. written on the on the floor mm-hmm. of their of like the t- town the the, du- the newly built city hall. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, I also billboards all over the place. Oh yeah. Uh, for your own good as well. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Zach, are you if you want to, t- are you taking control of how the corruption took hold? Uh, sure. I actually just also realized it could be. So this could be a uh, like a, a newly like occupied thing. And I, but I think Jade also like came up with this in the thing. It could be that this is a political party that has just come to power in Ooh. the city. That's a really interesting spin of it. Yeah, I think we riffed on that when you said, uh, Sam, what you and August were doing. And mm. I thought of a way that we could maybe pivot that away from it being like the creation of this hyper powerful mage or even trying to create a new god. In this case, it's a new political power. Ooh, that's fun. The, the particular thing of the like funneling all the power into the, a hyper powerful mage is also tied into Sabriel's backstory. So. Sweet. I'll I'll keep percolating on how that can work, but uh, it's definitely well. It's great. It means uh, yeah, he's back to being a political dissident. <laughs> it does. Is sure this Sabriel's like hometown? That we're I in? don't think so because I okay. I believe uh, is it his hometown? That's actually a very interesting question. I'll have to think about that. Yeah, because we 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 kind of were in uh, Cordelia's like hometown last time. Or, or at least the place where, where like, the power base of uh, the group she worked for was. Mm. Mm. So, you know, it, it's like, we're not going to have too much more time with these characters if, it, if, it ca- if it's more punchy for it to be a place mm. that is, like, directly connected to you. Don't that- say that to me. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you can always be like, you heard about this shit going down in your hometown. You were like, I got to get back there. Mm-hmm. Especially if Sabriel and, um, and, and Galadol it... were elsewhere fighting the threat, and now mm. they've gone to your hometown. Yeah, that's a great idea. I actually really like that. Yeah, and 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 uh, you just happen to. Turns out that Nezami and uh, Cordelia are still here. Uh, we never we didn't do our character introdu- introductions. That comes uh, later. That comes later, but we're doing the. This is the six seasons. In this a is movie. the yeah six six arcs in a movie. Um. But yeah, last question that we need to address about the city before we get into like the districts is what laws do the people live by? And that's real fun considering <laughs> what Nesami, Cordelia and Vi got up to in their last adventure. Oh yeah, that was the goddess of law, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Well. Okay. Wow. That sounds way... Wow. 
But this is interesting because this is maybe another reason why this political power is rising here because maybe it was a real place of lawlessness created a power vacuum we might have accidentally made a power vacuum like yeah like like you know when you started like an uprising and then a bigger power comes in and squishes it uh like the moral intern in uh, disco elysium Mm -hmm. unfortunately we talk about magic and laws and stuff and my brain goes to dragon age um the the templars back yeah no no there are no templars so the idea of the laws these people living live by maybe it is it's very much sort of a bit it's been a bit of a free-for-all and it's this new party coming in and maybe trying to bring like establishing order yeah Mm. just sort of like the last system was clearly flawed Look how e- look how easily it crumbled. We again, we need to protect you. It's the f- what happened. There was so much magic influencing everything. No wonder the laws were eroded away to this state of chaos. This is why we have to take the magic away, yeah. so people mm. can be free to live organized life. Yes, <laughs> last yeah last last time we let you do it whatever you wanted. You ride it in the streets, and uh, well, we uh, we're not going to have that again. Yeah, now you <laughs> fucked up. So now you don't get to play with the magic anymore because you broke the town. This is your fault. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Very like paternalistic bullshit. Like Angel's like, okay, we're gonna take. Yeah, very. That I was saying, like, like having having their having one of their slogans be for your own good uh, mm-hmm. is like, yeah, very. It's very patronizing. Yeah, I love uh, it. But like, but there are some people who are like, oh my god, like some political dissidents, like killed the people in charge that was scary <laughs> yeah i don't want that to happen again yeah there are all the thing is there are always going to be people that want to not have to make hard choices to not yeah. have to think there's a there's a comfort in that in knowing that somebody else is making the hard choices mm-hmm. i think it's easy yeah which i think is definitely what this what this party is campaigned on yeah, they're, they're they're very much playing on people's fear. Like, yeah, that was a lot, wasn't it? What happened back there? You don't want to have to deal with that again, do you? And also, we're so sorry you had to deal with that. Let us help fix it and make things better again. Mm-hmm. You deserve a city where you can feel safe. Yeah, let us bring peace back to this city by establishing a new order and a way of helping you all by creating the structure for you mm-hmm. this is making my skin crawl which is just <laughs> same if i needed more proof in my life that i am a chaotic entity yeah. by nature just like what's mm. and what's really funny is this is not a story about a revolution this is a story about uh solving a murder so mm-hmm. like, yeah this stuff is gonna suck but we're not gonna actually be able to do a huge nope. heck of a lot about it within this noir story that's great it is simply the material, uh, fuck, nope, my brain just stopped halfway through that. Oh, yeah, the, the, nope, no, it's gone. Damn it. <laughs> the material, the material reality of the situation? There you go, thank you. Mm-hmm. Boy. Words. Not used to talking anymore. I feel like this is sort of communally owned between the three of us, this one. Yeah, the sure. laws that people live by? Yeah. Mm. Which, yeah. which, which, which are like... It's almost like, hey, city, we're gonna te- we're gonna treat you like like a grounded child. 
<laughs> you yeah. have misbehaved, yeah. and now you are going to be put back into line. Like curfews. Yeah. So we're living in a police state, huh? Yes. I think yeah. they'd be, uh, but they'd be more subtle about it than that. Yeah. Yeah. I think the reality of it is, if you were looking at, it, go, oh yeah, no, that's a police state, but the people living in it aren't going to be like. Oh, yeah. what a nice police state we have. There's the like there's cur- like, like, like curfews and checkpoints and stuff, but like none yes. of the but all of the all of the cops who are working the checkpoints are all trained to be really friendly and nice. Um, oh, like a Disneyland. Yeah. Yeah. Like exactly. a, like like, like, like um, Uncle Bob's Fantanimal Land. <laughs> uh, Uncle Bob's Fantanimal Land, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, is that a reference to our own show? No, it's a reference no, to, it's to it's a reference to Starstruck. Star Odyssey. Um, I need or, to listen to that. I've been so busy. I haven't. Technically, had time. it's an, it's a, it's also a reference to just Starstruck to begin with. Um, yeah. The incredible okay, graphic but, level. Well, it's it's great. Yeah. Need to get those comics, but let's carry on. Um, yes, 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 yeah. So, so we've yeah, so like these questions. It's 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 oh, yeah. Sorry, it's sorry. like the yeah. It's, so like the laws are very they're very like paternalistic patronizing all of they're like yes uh the cops the cops are 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 specifically being like trained in order to be friendly and polite but there is that like mm-hmm. threat of violence underneath it mm-hmm. let's say we call the cops the order of the cops the protectors yeah uh, yeah or the it. protectors or the protectorate the protector, oh yeah, God. and and but also, and let's not let's not forget, there's also like magic involved. And so yeah. a, the other law is like, don't mess with magic. Yeah, magic exists to serve man and never to rule over him. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I assume Sam's making a reference. I don't get cool. Uh, <laughs> thing. I figured, right. <laughs> The districts. The districts. The districts. City is divided into four districts. We've got downtown, we've got Skid Row, we've got the outskirts, and we have the upper crust. With each of these, we have, uh, each of us will pick a structure that defines that district. Mm. One of us will come up with it and we'll add this to our cork board on Roll20. Uh, this we'll, we'll put this uh, image out with the episode so people can mm. see it when it's all done. Uh, uh, but hey, yeah, we'll need a structure, and then we'll like talk about it. Any details, and then we'll go to the next one. Yes, Zach. I just had another realization about mm-hmm. so right. So the, a lot of the, the kind of the the big corruption in the city is the reduction of access to something that was previously readily readily accessible for mm-hmm. purposes of like moral panic and paternalism. Mm-hmm. This is kind of prohibition. Kind of prohibition. Oh my god! So in it's kind of prohibition. In our game, we established there was a spring water that was filled with some sort of magical essence that was like the natural resource of the area that we were in. I mean, bottled magic. Yeah, I don't know that we need to be quite that direct about it, but but well, yeah, not, like yeah, mm-hmm. the but, definitely not lyrium is what we were calling. Uh huh. Exactly. Um, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I, I, and and again, like, because we're talking about like like magical creatures and and yeah. spirits and stuff more than we're talking about like exactly. ex- like mages. Um, <laughs> spirits. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Like <laughs> some. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I see. I see now the okay. trap you've laid for me, Samwise Kayla. <laughs> <laughs> you activated his trap card. 
Uh, yeah. Anyways, Anyways I, 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 I love that. That's a great sort of thing for us to keep in mind. If you've got a specific building, then because I think when it says structure, it specifically means a place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's a yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just like it's just come up with a like what structures define this dish? Okay. Um, yeah. I think in the upper. I have crust, an idea for the outskirts. Okay, you have an idea cool. for the outskirts. I have an idea for the upper crust. Hell yeah. Um, I guess I'll go first because the outskirts is first on the list. Um, so it's sort of a like a shanty town of like you know a fairly large homeless population mm-hmm. that have been. Um, so on the outskirts, we are not so much uh, beholden to the protectorate because they don't like coming out here because they've kind of considered the, the outskirts a lost cause at this point. So mm-hmm. the outskirts are this sort of like very rundown shanty town where per- perhaps the protectorate comes through and like does these like, you know, raids and, you know, flushes it out, but it always reestablishes itself fairly quickly and it's full of. What do you think they call themselves? Hmm. And the, the the people who live in the shanty town, yeah. Hmm. Well, or even just like, the, what do they call the settlement? Like, if there's enough people living there to have built this community, what do they call it? Haven. I like it. Is that another Dragon Age? No, that's a reference to uh, Tamora Pierce novel. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I like Haven. I think that's great. I like Haven too. Yeah. Or the Haven, or something. I, I like Haven, just like Bungie. Okay, I'm going to put this over by the outskirts then. Hell yeah. You can always, if you want to add some more information on that little... Regardless, we've got Haven, which is like this community, largely shanty town, like reclaimed sort of houses, lots of squatters, stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, where the protectorate hasn't got such a hold on it. Hell yeah. Uh, Zach, what was your idea for the upper crust? I was thinking that there is a great skyscraper in the center of the uptown area. Or maybe, I mean, it's, well, because it's tough, because there's a downtown, which is where, like, most of, like, the business would be. So maybe it's, maybe it's less a skyscraper and more a, like, mansion. Ooh, that's interesting. Which would be like, um, like the new the new mayor's house, mm-hmm. which is also like a source and and like the locus for this like magical, um, the taking of the magic. Uh, mm-hmm. oh, God. The uh, um, nope, the word's gone. I was like, uh, but yeah, regardless, like their HQ, and also sort of like the the home of, the, or is this like the home of this political candidate, or maybe it's the party. Like this political party, their party HQ. Yeah, it's like it's the head of the ha- the party's house and also the HQ because it's enormous. Okay, what do we think the name of this political party is? Uh, yeah, it's the um, can't just be the Law and Order Party. Um, how about um, Imperion, like Imperion, but spelled E M P because of like the empiricism. Oh, I love that. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Hell yeah. And I think people might call after them like um like concrete or asphalt which are like mm. which are like you know long lasting strong 
materials that like also can be poured over things that already exist and kind of blot them out. Mm -hmm. There is this skyscraper in New York City on West 40th Street called the American Radiator Building that I think... While this place is not a skyscraper, I think it has – it takes some cues from it. Uh, mm-hmm. The American Radiator Building is built out of black stone with gold accents. That sounds sexy as hell. God, I love architecture. I've posted it in our in our thing. It, yeah, it is uh, black and gold. Oh, shit. I remember this building. Uh, yeah. It's wild. I went there. Yeah, black uh, Swedish granites. Um, yeah, it's wild. I, I saw it when I went to New York in like 2012 at this point. There's a very similar looking building in Chicago on... Uh... Yes, the um, that is actually... Uh, yeah, I, I know that one too uh, I, I, because I look at buildings. Uh, I forget what it's called. I used to but walk it's... past it on my way to therapy. <laughs> When I was in college, instead of black, instead of black granite, that one is is made with terracotta. Yeah, also a very cool and sexy looking building. Love it. Very, very awesome. That's such a good vibe. I'm trying to think of something for downtown. Um, hmm. Oh, okay. So, so it's Imperial HQ, but they also call it Asphalt Manor. Mm, um, nice. That's very fun. Uh, because it's because it's like made of this black black stone, and like that's asphalt and concrete are the two like kind of like building materials that they're well known for. Hell yeah! Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Googling a thing. We still need a skid row structure. Mm. I'm unfamiliar with that partic- particular like skid row is the poor part of town. Skid row is like the slums. The yeah, okay. like that's it's the song in um Little Shop of Horrors. It's just like it's the rundown part. It's let's be clear, it's the place where a lot of the time like uh, marginalized communities are forced to live. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So it's like a slight upstep from the outskirts shanty town. <laughs> but not much. It's, it's at least still within the city. Exactly. Oh, I know exactly what what I could use here. An orphanage. It is a strangely, like, well-appointed orphanage for the part of town that it's in. And everybody has pretty strong suspicions about what goes on in there. It appears to be run by the Empyrean. Is this the tower? This is the Chantry? Shh. Shut up. This, isn't, this part is a Dragon Age, I think. I mean, it is a little bit, but also... Shh, shh. <laughs> now once you see it it's everywhere i know but also it's because of the character that i'm playing sure thought it was yeah. very funny the first when the first episode went out it took maybe an hour for somebody to be like sam are you just playing are you just playing anders from dragon age i can't wait f- i can't wait for sam to do his scene where uh sabriel is is walking through the sewers looking for saltpeter i'll kill you <laughs> I will not be blowing up any churches in this game, I promise. Don't make promises you can't keep, Samwise. <laughs> okay, what's the put an, come up with a name for your orphanage and put it on the map, please. Okay. Sam. So so is it is this a sinister orphanage? Yes, it's then? a sinister orphanage. 
fantastic. All right, we got a we got a good place, a bad place, and a, and a bad place. Let's let's maybe okay. maybe downtown has something that like we can be uh, that's like more accessible to like <laughs> yeah, a public park. That's important for this. Yeah. This is Holloway Boulevard, and it's kind of like um, I suppose it's got like this is like there's a shopping district um, mm. in a different town. You would argue this is sort of like. Bit maybe not for not it's not gentrified, it's not that vibe, it's like the eclectic art center kind of vibe. Sure, this is your this is your Soho, yes, thank you. That's the perfect analogy. Um, but yeah, Holloway Boulevard, and I think this is also where to nod back to our uh prohibition, there's definitely like speakeasies around like places mm -hmm. where people are trying to keep things going. Amazing enough, I had already picked downtown as where my character is based out of. So Sure. But Holloway Boulevard. And I I like the idea that the the streets are laid out in a certain way that if you were to be able to I think magical ley lines, like the roads follow it and like emphasize mm -hmm. that um and it's not far from the boardwalk as well like i think if you follow holloway, holloway boulevard to the to the up to the water you'll hit the boardwalk as well like it's all part and parcel of that same vibe love a boardwalk we love a boardwalk it's not letting me it's not letting me make this bigger either i understand the problems you were having before but i can yeah there we go thank you mm -hmm. Would it be imperial rather than imperial? Yes. Yeah. Or or even of uh, even uh, empiric em empirical. Hmm. Our Lady of Empirical Justice. Ah, yes, that's a great idea. Also, uh, say the name of the orphanage, Sam, because you didn't. You just typed it. Yes. So I've called it Our Lady of Empirical Justice Orphanage. Um, I kind of wanted to reference the god that y'all killed. Um. <laughs> sure. Her name is somewhere. Namaka. Yeah. Namaka. Uh, which is in my head only because somebody else looked it up a yeah. couple weeks ago. <laughs> All right. I see. Um, I think we've sort of addressed like sort of the, the big questions about the city and how the world functions. So now uh, we need to address the city's language and name. It's basically like this would be an opportunity to use a different dialect if we wanted to. Because this is a mostly realistic thing, so I'm assuming we're just happy using our dialect. But this is the time where we mm. maybe mention, I come up with any slang that's specific to the city, which is relevant. Like we've already got yeah. like Asphalt Manor, but this is where we mm. come up with those little details, like things that only people in this city would say, and the city's name. Yeah, uh, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, because because Asphalt has the word ass in it and some people might not be mature about it <laughs> uh let's let's call it blacktop Ooh, i don't know i think that it, there there's I, don't, I think there's a rich vein of of comedy in in asphalt manor do you think there's there, there's gonna be no there's a vein in this ass <laughs> <laughs> we can't do keep doing this daniel <laughs> uh no uh that's why I'm changing it. <laughs> mm -hmm. So yeah, blacktop manner. Um, uh, yeah, and, and I think blacktop could be could be used for like an, a slang term. Yeah, no, I like 
black tops for um like just people that's what people call the party like members of the party and if mm. you like talk favorably about them just like oh so you're a black top then mm-hmm. i like it and i can i can see how um even that influences clothes choices mm-hmm. like people i just realized we're doing brown pants the, like the brown slacks from uh look we've always look it's a good thing. It's fine. We are all nothing but a collection of our media experiences. It's fine. That's true. But like, or, or maybe just like wearing black hats, like specific. Mm. That's well, I just occurred to me just how on the note. Oh, the bad guys wear black hats, huh? <laughs> it's all good. It's okay. It's noir. It's allowed it's to be a, on the. It's notes. a trope for a reason. Black and gold, uh, I think, like because mm, that's that's sexy. the other thing. Is, yeah, is opulence. That's also super art deco as well, so it's just sort of like it all links back. Very art deco. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, uh, I I I keep I keep wanting to come up with something about like a concrete mixer. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, a con- a concrete mixer is a uh, event where where the blacktops are are organizing <laughs> oh, like incredible, a incredible, incredible, great pun. As always. <laughs> Thank you. But I also uh, like that because they're talking about building new things like that mm. very rigid man-made materials as well. It's very good. It is very good. It's like, yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, concrete mixture is like, it's like a funding, like a rally for the, for the blacktop, uh, the Imperians, uh, which there are many of these days. They're pretty, pretty, pretty co- like common. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, hey, Sam. Mm-hmm. Are there is there a particular slang for people that uh came out of Our Lady of Empirical Justice? Ooh. Do they have like a specific vibe? Even if it's just amongst themselves? Yeah, they do have a, this a pretty specific vibe. Um those that made it out What do we call you? What do we call us? Uh hmm. I mean Part of me wants to just be like, oh, so you're a survivor, huh? But that's a little on the nose, too. Um, shit. Because if I go for something uh, something related to the word justice, of course, I'm going to run into that uh, mm-hmm. that issue. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fuck. Hmm. I think that I think that they might sort of wryly call themselves ladies' maids. Or uh, that's dope as hell. Yeah, I love that. Like, ah, oh, so you're a lady's maid too. Like, mm. yeah, and it's also that vibe of like, uh, people who have worked in like the service industry, just like, mm. oh yeah, like knows like, mm. we're of a vibe. That's real good. I like it. Thank you. I guess like that goes into the language thing. Yeah, yeah, and I'd like just for one other thing, language rights of a. What we call these effectively speakeasies, these places where people or where magic can be used or where people are trying to flaunt the, yeah, that whole thing, just something other than a speakeasy. So we've been talking about um, the speakeasy, the, the, the magic in the city, not being like mages, but like being interacting with like spirits and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, folk like creatures and things. Ooh. Yeah. I have an idea. So 
maybe these like speakeasies, I'm using air quotes here, exist up, uh, on the ley lines that we had talked about earlier. And they are mm -hmm. particular intersections of the ley lines where there is more magical activity so that you end up with a lot more spirits and sort of like eerie happenings happening there. And so the, these little like speakeasy type things grew around those spaces because that was already naturally there. Sure. I was going to call them dog clubs because you go. You're going to call them what? With the dog. dog clubs. Dog clubs. Because you go there to you go there to hang out with the dogs. With the dogs are actually magical spirits. That fucking rules. Let's do that. Or like, dog club sounds cool, but maybe like kennel club. Kennel club. There we go. Fuck yes, kennel club. Incredible. I love it. This rules. Mm. There's there's been this, this uptick in in dog breeding and dog training. And actually, <laughs> that's because they're all they're all actually magical spirits. Hell yeah. That are that are like glamoured as dogs, like they're fairy dogs. They're all so corgis, they're all corgis, obviously. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's come up with a name for this city, or even like maybe a nickname that the the citizens call it, like the Windy City or the Big Apple or the Big Smoke or whatever. Zach, the floor is yours. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, give me, give me, give me one second. Uh, okay. So. Current mm -hmm. name could be Santa Lay, uh, L E Y, which is the mm -hmm. Saint Law. Go f uh, fuck off. That that rules, but also is like the worst. <laughs> kind of sounds like Santa Fe. Yeah. I mean, Santa F legit. No, this as a group, we came up with New New Jersey. So frankly, okay, you know Santa Lay is in per <laughs> is perfect. Frankly. Mm -hmm. I am so here for the city of Santa Lay. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> oh, boy. That is perfect. I am living. Okay. It's great. No, it rules. It does rule. It's good. It's just... <laughs> forgot about new, you new jersey mad about how good it is <laughs> i'm a little mad about how good it is actually yeah <laughs> okay so we have our city which means we can now talk about our characters yeah uh you will probably have an inkling as we previously mentioned this is the continuation of uh six arcs in a movie and given that it is me zach and sam here if you've listened to the previous arcs you'll kind of know who we are already but who are they in this city is what we need to uh to go over so there again are tables in this but uh some of us rolled some of us picked some of us did both but let's introduce our characters uh if we do the basics like identity operating area guiding principles don't worry about the conditions because then we'll do the victim and then we can i think no wait you do relationships with each other as you go along double checking yeah. oh no that comes after so us, then we create the victim. Also, um, also before it was called Santa Lei, it was uh, it was Santa Cruce, which means uh, Holy Crossing, mm -hmm. because this is where all of the the lines cross. Please put that in the document as well, because that's really good. But right, let's introduce mm. our characters. Awesome, uh, Sam. All right, I am playing Sabriel. Uh, 
Since the last time you saw me, I've given him a last name. His last name is Cohen. His identity is the schemer. He operates in the outskirts. His guiding principle is justice must be done. Do not fucking, don't say a goddamn word. Um, <laughs> his name is Sabriel, of course, and his alias is the compass. His appearance and distinctive features are, as before, he's got big bushy hair. He's got a green streak in his hair that, like, was blue, but is no longer blue. And by God, he is so fucking tired. Zach? Uh, yeah, so I, of course, have returned uh, to good... Well, what's a name <laughs> anymore? <clears throat> the, so I, this is actually the important thing. I yeah. forgot. Did everyone forget her, or did she just forget her? Uh, I think she sort of wiped herself out of history, and then gave herself amnesia because she gave up. She gave up her past. Yeah. So it tracks that nobody would know it, but we said that a couple of people do because they were there, and it yeah. makes sense that perhaps, though it's up to Sam, uh, it, that maybe Sabriel and Galador can still remember because of the experiences they went through on the at the kiln. Maybe they they have to try at it. Yeah. It's not easy anymore. Yeah. Wild. So I'm playing a character. This like hottie that brought me to the city tells me my name is Cordelia Waitsmith. So I guess that's as good as any. She has no idea who she is. Nobody else does except for a few people. One of whom was dead. Who knows what's happened since. The identity I rolled is salesperson slash industrialist. Which is very interesting. Um, operating in Skid Row. So I think probably what I'm going to call that is that she is the equivalent of a bootlegger. Mm. Good shit. But for, for magic uh, stuff. Mm. Like talismans and things. Talismans and things. Uh, she operates in Skid Row. Uh, her guiding principle, I, I also rolled for this, because uh, is is actually tell no lie currently, which is interesting for somebody who is operating on the other side of the law. Uh, yes, yeah, so, uh, the name that I've been given, she has been from by this uh, figure, is uh, Cordelia Wade Smith. Uh, her distinctive features of appearance is, is her red hair, which is probably grown out a bit since last we saw her. Uh, though it doesn't feel quite right to be long, so it's probably tied back. Uh, she's a confident expression even now, and she has been drawn to acquire a leather jacket. Um, my character, uh, the identity is uh, intelligence, specifically an information broker operating out of downtown. Guiding principle is never reveal my true self. By the name of Nezami Kazel, a.k.a. Maestro. Uh, uses, uh, gender fluid uses any pronouns. Uh, appearance and distinctive features. A femme fatale. Long dark hair with a side shave and scalp tattoos of a flowering vine. Inky dark eyes and a well-practiced smile. Oh, yeah. God, my, my fucking drowned rat of a man is hanging out with two incredibly hot people. <laughs> Good for him. Good for him. I don't. We're not. We might not be hanging out yet. That's true. It's true. Okay. We're connected by the victim, not but not to each other at this point. It's fair. So, victim. We need the victim. 
We do need a victim. Yes. We need a name. I created a hero footage. We don't have to use that, but we're welcome to. So. I like the idea of the victim having some connection to the orphanage. Oh, well, we'll all have a connection to him. Right now, we just need to think a name. And then we can build from that. So, yeah. Normally, when you play this game, um, you're supposed to draw a number of cards equal to the number of players plus one. And it doesn't say this explicitly, but I, I always got the feeling that that meant the final card you draw is what is supposed to be. Like, you're supposed to follow the same, like, identity clues to learn about the, the victim, which I think could be useful. Well, let me shuffle the cards. How many? Do, is it two? Like, one for identity? No, it's just one card. Um, the okay. name, the number tells us the identity. The suit tells us where they operate. Mm. Okay, let's flip this card then. It's a six of spades. Mm. So that which is a mobster slash local bigwig who operated out of the outskirts. Mm. That gives us a lot to work with. That does give us a lot to work with. I like it. Hell yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe like a like a mobster, but like you know your classic for the neighborhood, like you know mm-hmm. looks out for the neighborhood kind of mobster. Like is from here, yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, like like an idealized yakuza type. Um, yeah, maybe maybe like a, like like organized crime, but also activism. No, I like that, especially especially if we're thinking about what this looks like. It's just like especially if the place sort of devolved into lawlessness and this new political party moves in. Like, of course, anyone doing anything different is going to be viewed as like cr- a criminal, like some part mm-hmm. of a crime family. I love it. Like people are like, hey, no, we look after our neighborhoods. And if you come here and cause trouble, we're going to break your thumbs. Like, I love mm-hmm. that yep. vibe. That's a great vibe. Yeah. That's, uh, the, I don't think any of you have read uh, The Brass Ring, but that is, that's the, that's, that's the Quick family. That's for sure. Uh-huh. Do you want to use the name Quick for this person? Would that feel too much like mm. mixing your paint pots? Little, yeah, I think, I think that's so. That's more than fair. Uh, um, cool Cordelia is already too much like Kieran. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say, what about the? What if his last name is Swift? But then I was like, wait, no, that's that's a different reference. I think might be a different reference. I couldn't say, but I like the notion of like this being like maybe not, maybe like the eldest. Um, just because I'm based on it, like the eldest son of this family. Who are like uh-huh. men, people talk about them having like Faye in the bloodline Ooh. because they've always been a little bit good at extra good at things, mm-hmm. and that's part of why they look after theirs. Yeah, yeah. Nice. and 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 they're work. He's working out of Haven, which is mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. this place for the disenfranchised. Yeah, uh, probably f- because of this family. Oh. Uh- pitch and we don't we don't have to keep the name but i'm thinking like just like a riff on the sealy court as like the name for this crime family and maybe it's not a family of blood but a family of association yes mm-hmm. just like like-minded folks operating out of this area mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and this and this we need a name we, we still need a name oh what about a riff on like tam lin uh what's tam lin uh, that's the story about, I think he's a fairy and a mortal woman falls in love with him and she has to hold on to him 
as he like mm. is shape shifting. Interesting. Um, I like the idea also of him being uh, a lady's maid uh, that was adopted mm-hmm. into this family. Very cool. Ooh. Sure. How about Lane as the first name? Mm-hmm. If nobody objects, because names we can spin for ages if we're not careful. It's true, we can. Yeah, I like I like Lane. How about they are uh, the Redwood family? Nice. Lane Redwood. Lane Redwood. Yeah, Lane Red- Redwood. The California Redwoods, some of the oldest and biggest trees in the world. They're pretty fucking big. He, they pronouns? Hell yeah. Sounds good to me. All the ladies' maids are heves. No, that's not true. But <laughs> all the lady, all the ladies' maids that we've established thus far are heves. So far, uh, yeah, Lady Lane Redwood. Lane Redwood. We've got found found crime family. <laughs> Rest in piss, Lane Redwood. Because <laughs> they are super all right. dead. All right, all right, all right. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Okay, so we have Wayne. We've figured out some stuff um, about them, which is cool. Uh, da, 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 da. I'm trying to think if we need to figure out anything else about him. I don't think. I think now we just need to figure out our relationships with him, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and then we sort of flesh out our relationships uh, with each other. If uh, or how much we want them to be connected with each other. Mm-hmm. All right. So, how does Sabriel know Lane? So Sabriel knows Lane because they were in this orphanage around the same time, around when Sabriel first arrived at the orphanage as a very young child. Lane was an older, one of the fewer few older kids there who had been there perhaps the longest oh should i be typing this up cool i mean it's your you. it's just what you yeah. need to remember yeah it's on tape yeah. yeah it is on tape uh this actually actually so this because the regime the blacktops are new mm-hmm. because they are arriving as a reaction to what we've done but the orphanage is old yes it is okay Maybe i would say that it's like mm-hmm. Go on, Sam. Ha- oh, did yeah. they change the name of the orphanage when the bla- when the empiricists came into power? I would say that the empiricists have existed for a long time, but they've only recently come to power or got into politics. Okay. And they've all and they've always run this orphanage. They've always run this orphanage. They've been around, but they haven't been they haven't really been like ramping up their efforts in like taking over anything until quite recently, until they had the opportunity to do so. I like that. Sure. Sounds good. Cool. cool. I just wanted to clarify that. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good, that's a good point. Yeah. All right. What about Cordelia? Uh, well, Cordelia, uh, obviously, uh, blew into town, had very few, um, referrals, uh, to get a job, uh, and fell in with, uh, with the Redwoods, uh, as a, as a runner. Alright. Uh, new Lane. Did some jobs for Lane. Always figured he was as on level as, uh, someone can be when forced in this situation where it's, it's, you know, it's crime or, or nothing. Dope. Alright. I think Lane was, uh, part of the sort of network 
that Nezumi has. Um, mm-hmm. They shared information. More a client and a resource than a friend, but uh, they liked him enough. Just sort of like, yeah, good, dependable person. Good information. Could be trusted to carry a message. Mm-hmm. So not one of like Nezumi's employees, but somebody uh, he used from time to time. Mm. So, occasional associate. Mm-hmm. An asset. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, were, you, you let me stay with him. Yeah, we should now talk about our relationships with each other, because this is kind of important going forward, given that uh, uh, we are carrying on our six arcs and a movie. So, uh, I'll, lay, I'll lay it out for you. It's like, I think once we got to Sandalay, Nezumi helped Cordelia get set up. And there's just like, it's like, okay, if you need anything, I will be here. And like literally picked mm. up with an elder associate and has opened up. Like, I think it is a kennel club. Uh, it's like... Mm. It's fun is that it's uh, like a gin joint piano bar kind of a vibe, mm-hmm. but it's absolutely got uh, like the back room uh, or the downstairs where other stuff happens, but has mm-hmm. kept their distance, is effectively keeping tabs and wouldn't like turn Cordelia away if she showed up needing something, but isn't like calling round for coffee on the regular, you know? Mm-hmm. Keeping distance. After everything you've been through together? As for Nesame's relationship with Sabriel, uh, <laughs> I think uh, given the sort of vibe that he has, like, he's a useful person to know and also to keep tabs on. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. It's sort of like, if you want to keep an eye on trouble, keep an eye on him. Because even if he's not the reason for it, he'll be nearby a lot of the time. Yeah, that's fair. Again, it's not it's not necessarily super funny, but also like, kind of were in prison together that time. Yeah. And like, there is that there. I feel like he doesn't get to take liberties, but is... Nezumi gets on better with Galador, who's yeah. currently out of town. Yes. Um, doing a favor for Nezumi specifically. Interesting. So, um, but that's that's the vibe there. It's just like, not quite just like, ugh. It's sort of like, just like, you know when your friend has a partner you don't especially like, but <laughs> you like your friend? <laughs> so you tolerate their partner? <laughs> oh, wow. It's not necessarily that the partner's a bad person. It's just like, you are not my vibe. You don't vibe. Yeah, no, I I totally understand that feeling. I think Sabriel is so the opposite in how he operates to how Nezumi does. Yeah. And not just like, because they're on different points on the moral compass, but like, he's a person of action, whereas Nezumi is like, information. Moving behind the scenes, pulling strings. That's totally fair. He's a person of action in that he likes to break into places and steal information and then give that information to somebody else to deal with. 
It's the difference between a scalpel and a sledgehammer. Sometimes you need a sledgehammer. It's true. But they are not compatible tools. I don't know. Sometimes you could probably like use the sledgehammer and like hold it right real real close to the fucking head and like mm. tap on the back mm. of the scalpel to scalpel to t- <laughs> This metaphor got away oh, from yes. me. Like a like a chisel. <laughs> exactly. That's how that's how you break a scalpel. It's true, that is exactly how you break a scalpel. And I think that's part of why Nezumi keeps Sabriel at arm's length as well, because yeah. the way he operates is dangerous for somebody like them. Yes. Um, but what about you? what about Sabriel and Cordelia? What are their relationships like with each other? How do they view Nezumi? It's a great question. Um, I think Sabriel feels uh, a little confused about what's what Cordelia's deal is now because he like kind of remembers seeing her in jail when he was in jail that one time, but like the memory is weirdly fuzzy and he's not sure why. And so he's a little hesitant because he's kind of worried that someone's been fucking with his memories again. And he's not here for that. So he's like a little bit like, he's a little bit wary of Cordelia. Cordelia has no idea who you are. Doesn't notice. (laughs) (laughs) But he also feels like he kind of has to help because it's like, well, clearly this person's suffering, so I can't just leave them or leave her. Oh my God. Oh, I'm not suffering. I'm fine. <laughs> I don't know anything. I don't know who I am or anything. Say real voice. No, clearly this person is suffering. <laughs> it's like, I, yeah, I'm, I have no memories, but like, I'm fine. Yeah. Whenever Cordelia comes down into the, into the outskirts, she is welcome. Sure. Well, I mean, yeah, she, she works there. She works in the outskirts? Uh, I thought she worked in Skid Row. Oh, I guess, I guess that's true. We're neighbors. But Lane worked in, like, the, the Redwoods are, are based in yes. uh, the outskirts. Yes, exactly. I'm moving stuff in and out of the city. Yes, you are. All right. Great. Have we established everything we needed to for the game? Uh, we need our conditions. Ah, yes, we do. Yeah, we should go over those. And then what we do is uh, we've got two things that we are, we are first two leads. Um, but yes, conditions mm-hmm. first. Uh, conditions will affect uh, certain dice rolls. Um, you got body, mind, heart, and rep. Um, so if you just like, we rattle through those and just use whichever adjective currently applies for your character mm-hmm. in that rep. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Sam. All right. Uh, in body, he is able. In mind, he is conflicted. In heart, he is quiet. And reputation, he is trusted. This is all about Sabriel, of course. Mm-hmm. I'm actually, yeah, uh, I'll do this. Um, so Cordelia is able in body. She is sharp in mind, quiet of heart, and her rep is suspected. Nice. You know, it's kind of suspicious. This uh, amnesiac shows <laughs> up, takes a job with Lane. Lane's mm-hmm. dead. There's not a lot of no, no necessarily evidence pointing towards it, but people are it's talking. It's just a little sus. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nezumi uh, lines up the same way as Sabriel, actually, at the moment. Able of body, conflicted of mind, quiet of heart, and trusted of rep. So, now we get to draw two cards, and I, th- I think you reset the deck. Because you should have the full deck to pull from, Ooh. I think, for this. Sure. 
let me just recall that give these a shuffle what we're going to do is pull two cards one will give us a location for where the victim is was found and then a suspicious object and the suspicious object will also have a tie to a district but this is basically what's going to give us stuff to sort of begin our investigations because the whole point if the investigation is we have three questions that we're looking to solve why was the victim killed how was it pulled off and who did it we'll sort of expand on the mechanics as we encounter them but um sam if you want to draw a card and zach if you want to draw a card all right sure one card okay all right uh, Sam, if you want to flip yours, this will be our, our our lead for a place, the location. What we got? Flip card. What we got? A the King of Clubs. Clubs. I almost said spades, and then I was like, wait, that's not right. Yes. So that's Skid Row. Uh, a place called the Lion's Den. Ooh, that's fun. Or or, or is that like? Is that the what it's called, or is that um, that might be like metaphorically, like the vibe? Yeah, but it could be either. But yes, Lion's Den is what it is on the table. Hmm. And what what suspicious object do we have? Suspicious object. Ooh. Two of diamonds. Oh, you Two guys! Is, is an official document from the upper crust. Yeah, Lion's Den makes me think that it might be have been like uh, a blacktop like owned building or like mm. area. I mean, if it's in Skid Row, it could very well be the orphanage. Is the orphanage a Lion's Den? Oh, bring evil orphanage. Is it a center? Is it like a nexus of power for the yes. lions, as it were? Yes, it is. In which case, like, but. Oh, come on. We, we have to get to investigate this, but maybe uh, Lane's body could have been found there for sure. Mm. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so his body was found there, and our lead is an official document. Very interesting. Yeah, it died, like like um, maybe stuffed into his coat or uh, or like clenched in his hand. I have. A connection to the previous game that of of what said document may have contained because there was a point in the last game where Sabriel stole a bunch of very official documents from a very similar orphanage in a different town. Mm. If people want to name these, we can um, copy the bits of paper for this board. I'm just tracking yeah, some yeah. in there. Perfect. Uh, do you want me to add the? Oh, that's not right. Um. So yeah, go for it. Here's my pitch for the uh, for the document that was found. The document that was shoved into his coat that he had stolen from the Our Lady of Empirical Justice Orphanage was a record of experimentation on a child. A record of placing this child within the exact confluence of the ley lines in order to imbue that child with some sort of greater spiritual power than they may otherwise have had. This child that was being uh, experimented upon was, in fact, Lane Redwood. So he has mm. stolen his own quote-unquote medical records from the orphanage from the time that he was a child. How do you feel about that? The document needs to be tied to 
the upper crust, the upper though, not crust. the orphanage. Yeah, I think, uh, and if that's and if that's like the same kind of thing that that Sabriel had stolen mm-hmm. from another place before, I feel like that it, it should be something. Should be something thing. different. Perfect. Okay. Yes. Then let us yes. pivot then to because hmm. again, this setting is not people have magical power. It's like there are magical things and creatures about. Yeah. Well, so we talked about how he was like he was like um, a like magnet for those magical things, right? The redwoods as a whole are because they've got maybe something going on in their blood, or well, aren't they an like... adoptive family though? Yeah, they but are. like it's still like they find people like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, which, which could have been from like experimentation. Yeah. But like, if that's like a thing that's already that we already yeah. No, it's not as much of a mystery. That's true. It's not like that's not like scandalous. I wasn't. Yeah, y'all didn't know about that yet. But yes, you that is correct. That makes a lot of sense. Pivoting then to hmm, what else could this document be then? So I mean, if we're if we're leaning into like the neo noir of it, it could be demolition plans. Ooh. Could be uh, construction plans. For like, hey, uh, these this out these outskirts have been like going by their own. We need it's like plans for a like a planned uh, expansion to the city ah, that would, yes. you know, like a Toontown style uh, Roger Rabbit. Yeah, <laughs> shit. I love They're it. They're gonna Let's build a new a new spur of like you know whatever thing that that is gonna go straight through Haven and and like destroy it. I like that. Yes. Nice. Yeah, because like yeah, like like uh, municipal municipal like villainy is like a huge like noir it's a state mm. noir thing. Yes, I love it. It's so very yeah. good. If we if you guys want to add those notes to the uh, the cork board, uh, yeah. the last thing mm. we have to dis- decide on before we uh, start scenes is what state Lane's body is found in. Ooh. Uh, is it clear how he died? The truth might be different. But that's what we we figure out how it goes on. But like, what does it look like on the face of it? I think it might be interesting if there's no visible marks on his body whatsoever. Like, he appears to have simply dropped dead out of nowhere. Sure. I like that because I could see how like the powers that be would spin it as well. Just like, oh, yeah. magic. Oh, this is why you need protection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you see, he fucked with powers beyond his ken. And he fucked around and found out. <laughs> mm. Sure, and that you know that is kind of a, a another staple of like detective fiction is like the mur- the mystery the murder that that shouldn't be possible. Yeah, mm. figuring out like the the shape of it is is like that how what could have done it, and it's like well, there's a couple different things. Yeah, uh, and then and figuring out the how is is very very important. Alrighty. I think that is all of our prep. Yeah. Sorry, what goes on this particular thing here? This blue sticky note? Is that the... I think that that's like the scene of the crime. Yeah. The lion's That's that Lane was found at... Yeah. Yeah, whether was it like in the gardens or like was it yeah. in the actually in the orphanage? Like just the specific of that. Uh, yeah, I was about to say. Um, I would say that his body was found in the courtyard outside the orphanage. Um, leaning up against a tree like he had taken a seat and simply fallen asleep and just dropped off. He may not have started out there, but that's where he was found. 
All right. So the investigation. Um, every scene has a protagonist. Uh, the other players are the supporters. So we'll play NPCs or our own characters and just sort of help fill out the scene. The idea is this is just a freeform RP until you get to something that if you if the protagonist attempts something difficult, dangerous, or both, you'll then do a challenge roll, which can then affect the investigation rule roll at the end of the scene and the investigation rolls are how we generate leads and all that jazz there's also like bargain mechanics and stuff like that but as and when gotcha sure um and yeah as is the fairly sort of standard uh when starter seems like where are you what are you doing who are you with um Mm -hmm. we've got the leads that we have first scenes often begin with hearing the bad news about the victim where were you when you found out what are you doing about it yeah, make sure you're uh, using skills that will help you, your conditions favorably when you're trying to get information. Mm. And mm. yeah. Did you want to take the first protagonist scene, Zach, as uh, Cordelia is the closest to Lane, it sounds like? Like actively close, I suppose, rather than um, Sabriel, who's got history. Sure. Yeah, I've had, I'll admit I have had a kind of idea for a, an opening monologue. Hell yeah. Hey, Zach, Zach, paint a picture. Paint a word picture. Put this noir in motion. All right. Let's get hard-boiled. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. We come to a uh, a bathroom. Before we, before we get there, we, we go across the streets of San Jose. We see trolleys going up and down the hills. We see people going about their business. We see every so often little peaks of little gleaming eyes from the shadows. We come to a rundown apartment in the outskirts of Skid Row where it becomes almost haven. We go through bathroom window. Steam is pouring out. It's cracked. A mirror completely fogged up until a hand reaches and swipes it away. You see a woman in the mirror. She looks capable. She looks confident. She looks like she understands what's going on, her place in the world, and how to use it. She looks like if she had been fingered in a murder case she knew exactly what to do but there's a problem with the woman in the mirror she's me and I have no idea who she is I'm told my name is Cordelia Waite Smith that I used to be a big shot somewhere else, somewhere else but I've got no memory and even less time Last night, my boss, Lane Redwood, turned up dead. He didn't have a scratch on him. It was like his soul simply gotten up and walked away. In his hand were documents pertaining to construction that would level the part of the city where we make our business. Something big is happening in San Jose, and I can't help but think I'm right in the middle of it. Hell of a time to be an amnesiac rum runner. The, the mirror fogs up again as Cordelia like leaves the, the bathroom 
gets dressed, throws on her trademark leather jacket, and uh, hits the streets. The thing is, in this town, if you want to know things, there's only a few people you go to. Redwoods are one of them. Redwoods, they're a little suspicious of me right now. So instead, I'm going to go to the next best thing. New information about the maestro. They don't know where to start. We're all well and truly fucked. It's August, and I just wanted to thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed us, please consider leaving a rating on your podcast platform of choice, telling your friends about us, or tweeting about us using the FTLcast hashtag. We are also part of a nonprofit podcasting guild called Standing Stones Productions. We do a variety of shows, including The Room Where It Happened and Dumb Kids Playing Hero, two actual play shows, and a Steven Universe discussion podcast called Gay Space Rocks. We also do live streams at twitch.tv slash standingstonesprod. You can keep up with everything that we do on Twitter at stones underscore standing. Unfortunately, Standing Stones was already taken. Your support means a lot. Thanks again!